We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Weekly Show, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva, joined by one fellow, Taylor Peterson. What what a day, what a couple of days it has been as a Thunder fan, and Silva for us, for Kamiar. Both of our teams in blue win today Still with a Chelsea W. Earlier. And I, yeah. thought, I know, it wasn't <laughs> perfect, but that's why we're not a Chelsea podcast. Um, okay. We're a Thunder podcast, and we have two extremely fun and exciting games to break down. Just a lot of fun things to break down with this team right now in general moving forward. Um, yeah, uh, Christ- had Christmas a couple days ago, and uh, Thunder gave us two gifts back-to-back immediately after that holiday. It was insane. Jacob, uh, Jacob should be joining us pretty soon also to join on his the way hype. back from the game he was on there. Way back from the game he's going to join the hype train uh before we dig into things uh be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast leave us a five-star rating uh, you can find us on twitter instagram youtube facebook tiktok i think we're going to start going live on instagram sometimes too um so find us there uh thank you guys for joining us in the comments you guys are popping off um i'll you guys can start leaving questions this the way this show is going to go a little untraditional since after a holiday, we didn't have a Sunday show. Uh, gonna break down the Knicks game, obviously. Sega Baba win, gotta break that down first. Um, and then go to the Timberwolves game from last night and then just take questions for a while. Um, it's a really exciting time to be a Thunder fan, Taylor. Very, very exciting, extremely time. exciting. Uh, we didn't get to announce our predictions, uh, officially True. this week. Uh, I definitely predicted a, a, a loss last night. <laughs> And a win tonight. So, you know, Look I'm happy you. to be wrong. Okay, so I was the opposite. I did a W last night and a loss tonight because I was thinking second night of a back-to-back. Uh, you and I's favorite term, Silva, Sega Baba. Sega Baba. <laughs> and I just <clears throat> tired legs, coming off the holiday. 
uh, the Thunder have been playing well. Like I, I don't know. It just kind of felt like one of those. I don't want to say necessarily a trap game, but almost like a scheduled L. Yeah, and that certainly was not the case. Then I had an L against Denver here in a couple of days, and then New Year's Eve I have us coming back home with the W. Um, so we're both one to one so far. Yes, and you said something there that I think intros us into this game very well, which is tonight seemed like a bit of a trap game. The Thunder were playing the one seed last night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, they they kicked their ass. If you guys did not see the score, it was 129 to 106. So you would think after a uh, that type of that type of beating, the Thunder would kind of let their guard down against a very physical Knicks team the next night um, that hadn't played for a couple days. And that is not what happened at all. There we go. The Thunder leveled up, I think, from the Timberwolves game against the Knicks. They played and they played a great, great game against the Timberwolves. But I think it was, and the Thunder officially beat the Knicks 129 to 120 on the Sega Baba. To uh, quickly, I <laughs> just J Dub career high yeah. to start. I mean, absolutely insane. Okay, Silva. I was thinking about this. Now I'm completely going on tangent, but that's oh, what no. this is all about. That's, we're just excitement. Yes. So Jalen Williams, J Dub, tweaks his ankle at the game that I was at yeah. uh, last week, right? And is that the I, one we all met up at. Yes. Yeah. It was. All three yeah. of us were at. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, so he tweaks his ankle. I'm thinking he, you know, he's listed as questionable. He plays two nights later. Thank goodness. It wasn't anything yeah. too serious. I don't even think it was taped up, thankfully. Mm-mm. But then he's questionable with an illness. Okay, so he comes in questionable with an illness, dropped. Uh, sorry, I'm going back right now to the box. 21. Not 21 uh, last night. Tonight, a career high in points. Just absolutely insane. Um, do you want to just start with, well, I guess we can kind of go through some high points of the game, but just like a ridiculous stat that stood out to me. Stat Muse was on fire after this Thunder win. Yeah. Uh, J-Dub tonight, 36 there. points, which is obviously a career high on zero turnovers. The first Thunder player to record 30-plus points, 5-plus three-pointers on 100% shooting. Uh, and the only... Uh, wait, no. Okay, they corrected that. <laughs> the only other Thunder player to do that is none other than Mr. Kevin Durant. That's pretty it's, absurd company. That for should J-Dub. illustrate to fans that may maybe didn't get to watch how oh, absurd wait. J-Dub was tonight. Okay, they did not... See, I'm just going off the dome here, uh, off the top oh, of the yeah. head. Yeah. Uh, they So they were not incorrect in their original tweet mm. he's the first thunder player to do the same thing as kevin durant but with zero turnovers in that's a game. absurd that you're even digging that you can even dig up old kevin durant stats to compare to what j-dub did tonight like i was watching this game uh on just on the couch with with uh my girlfriend and we were like as the game was going on it was like i was watching it with my dad i was like there's no way j-dub was my parents are in town yeah and he just kept again and again and again and again and it's like here lately the three-point shooting, which fans and us on the podcast have wanted more volume from him from three. His last few games, he's been he's been racking up more shots. He took six last night. He took, what, five tonight? And it's like the volume goes up for Jada, but the efficiency remains or gets better. He missed four total shots tonight. Four. It's absurd. I don't know. What, they're what tough they shots, too. I mean, we'll just go ahead and break down yeah. Jada's game because yeah. that was obviously the highlight of this game. I mean, he matches Shea with 36 points. To your point, only misses four shots, but they were t- I mean, some of those mid-range shots that he was yeah, going. Was Jacob, he's preaching this. He's been preaching this for a month now, or longer than that, and he's exactly right. When J-Dub goes left, he can't be stopped. But the thing tonight, Silva, especially in that second half, he was going right. He was hitting fadeaway jumpers over Julius Randle, um, Hartenstein. Like, yeah. 
regardless of who it was, mm-hmm. he was able to get get that shot up, get to his spots. But he was making the right reads also. Um, just a phenomenal game all around from J-Dub. Also had, I believe, oh, he only had one still. I thought one still, one block. That's what it was. I thought he had two. So yeah. Weirdly, uh, no rebounds. At all. No rebounds. It's kind of yeah, that whatever. Uh, three assists, but just phenomenal. Is it just me? So Chet, Chet and J-Dub continue to get better as the season goes on, I think. Is Jada playing more and more like Shea as time goes on? See, so something I mentioned early on in the season here uh, in some of my post games and on our group podcasts is obviously it was a big emphasis for this team heading into the season for J-Dub to kind of take on the lead role in that second unit to start second quarters when Shea's sitting to kind of fill that role. And no, it wasn't always like perfect, and we're starting to see it really improve. Um but even from a distributing standpoint, like there's still some work to be done. But he absolutely, to your point, Silva, is kind of filling in that shade role when Shea sits. And we've just seen that improve more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Mainly, like to your point, they, they do it in, in a very different way. Yeah. Uh, J-Dub's more explosive. It uses that athleticism Shoots to create separation. Uh, right. And obviously shooting more threes now over this this recent stretch. Where Shea is just the herky-jerky, change of pace you know, master. Yeah, it's like uh, a mentality do, thing, it feels right, like. With and, and just like, the difference in style of play yeah but you're exactly right he's taking on that shea role and shea sh- sits but the most exciting thing is that shea and dub are able to do this together like we've seen the past two games gets two of the better teams in the league i saw some people I, I saw well i say some um i saw i think it was friend of the podcast Derek parker tweet out this is one of the best wins of the thunder season and it feels like we keep saying that after each big win but it's true uh, and somebody kind of replied well i mean the knicks are good but like they're not like one of the, the you know there may be four, I don't know, fourth, fifth best team in the yeah, Eastern Conference. They're fine. Like, but here's the know. thing. Second night of a back-to-back, like you mentioned. That's the thing. Against last night, playing the best team in the West, mm-hmm. they dominated, played so well, a lot of effort. They're making shots. Like, everything was gelling perfectly. And like we keep going back to this, it kind of feels like tonight they're going to trail off a little bit. But And we kind and of they, saw that. They started to, yeah. In the, in the third, they really started to sputter, and the Knicks – it was the, hey, everybody, let's watch Julius Randle shoot free throws for an entire quarter. Oh that, that's gosh, what the third quarter was. I the might pace, even say that. Yeah, I might even say that for Jake. Grind it to a halt. <laughs> because that, oh, it was ridiculous. Julius Randle, at one point there through the third quarter, had more free throw attempts than the Thunder team as a whole. Shea and Dub started getting to the line a little more there towards the end of the third. Even then, I think they were tied. The, team, uh, the Thunder as a team were tied with the same amount of free throw attempts as Julius Randle, which is absurd. But weirdly enough, that wasn't how the game started. I have I, I took a screenshot of a tweet I sent out uh, after scoring a season high 40 first quarter points last night. Thunder had 35 with 30 seconds to go. <clears throat> Bertons comes in with a very brief stint. It hits that corner three to get them to the 38. I saw that little like, cameo. <laughs> wild. Yeah. It's absurd, dude. I, I don't know. It's almost like we're just kind of soaking in this little little pocket after christmas before new year's with these two games this is a tough january is going to be tough i think uh, in our comments uh earlier if i want to bring this up from curtis 17 games in january five back-to-backs that's brutal five so back-to-backs is crazy so you want them to rack up these wins before this really tough month well and, and even then i think we've just i keep interrupting you sorry no, it, no, it's, <laughs> like, it's already winning like, they're winning these games where, like yesterday, I didn't think they'd win. They pick up another one. 
the Nuggets, I believe I also predicted an, an L there. They could come out and surprise us there. They they truly feel like on any night they can beat any team. Uh, 100%. And so like, I think the tough stretch has already began. You know, it's not like they're entering, you know, it's not like January 1st hits and that's when the tough stretch happens. Like, like I mentioned, I was watching the game with my dad tonight. Grandma and grandpa uh, came down to spend some extra time with Brooks while they're off for the holidays. Um, so I'm watching the game with my dad and it's, you know, we're already excited. You know, the game's ending. We're talking a lot about J-Dub. Um, and he's like, wait, is it, so we're going to the New Year's Eve game. And he was like, oh, sick. the Thunder are on the road again before they come back in New Year's Eve. And like, that's a crazy thing. Obviously, they've had a really nice home stretch here throughout the holidays. I think that's been huge for them just to be at home against some of these better yeah. teams. But they're going to head to Denver, play Denver uh, in two nights, and they have one night in between. They come back home and they play Brooklyn New Year's Eve. Like that is that's tough right there. And then, like you mentioned, just a brutal schedule in January. And also, we're starting to see some. I don't know. We saw some trade minutes, trade man minutes to begin the mm -hmm. second quarter. Didn't turn out great, but we saw uh, Michich play really well or, or solid last night. Like mm -hmm. I think we're going to see more and more of those players. And then Jacob was like, "Are we seeing Poku?" Does that mean we see Poku against Denver? I don't. Think I don't so. think so. <laughs> now, Jay, I will say Jay will left tonight's game with a like a hip contusion, so you might need. I almost think they'd play Sar over Poku at this point. I I almost You're right. think that. Now um, we've seen a lot of success with that small ball lineup again. They're mm -hmm. they're going back to it. Um, I've been a little frustrated some with with some of the. I don't know. It almost seems like. And I get it. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, especially like some of those Mitchich minutes after the Thunder playing so well in that first quarter. I was like, mm -hmm. why are we randomly throwing Mitchich in? And then Trey Man again in the second quarter. Obviously, obviously that is to get players primed uh, to hopefully get a little more deeper rotations uh, into this tough month month of January. We we're playing so many back to backs. But one thing we have seen is Mark kind of tighten up rotations in regards to like Kendrick Williams small ball that we saw be so successful here towards the, the end of last season before Kendrick got hurt. We're seeing that again. It was extremely effective uh, again tonight. There's the guy who was at the game himself. The fella, Jacob Niffin, has arrived. Reporting for duty. Reporting for duty. And we gave the duty to the Knicks. I have no <laughs> clue where we are in this uh we're just, we're just kind of rambling. We're just kind of having a nebulous conversation about the win tonight. We talked about J Dub, and then we've just kind of bounced around about the him, him, Timothy. Yeah, talked a lot so far, Jacob, about like the second night of back to back. Uh, I thought it was incredibly impressive that the Thunder came out. I mentioned you know, after scoring forty points in the first quarter, which was a uh, a season high in the first last night against the Timberwolves, and again just a an incredible game against the Timberwolves. Kind of uh, Jacob as uh, Silva and I have talked about this almost being like a trap game, and maybe not a trap game, but almost like a scheduled L. Second night of a back to back after playing the best team in the West. Obviously, they got off to a really slow third quarter kind of struggle. We saw some of those tired legs happen, but this team is just able to continue to respond to adversity. It's just incredibly impressive. Yeah, I thought the Knicks really tried to capitalize on the fact that this game was second night of a back to back. There were multiple times where they just tried to run the the ball down the court like as fast as possible. And you could tell the Thunder had some tired legs. Nice night for Jay Will to like I'm I, not that he had a nice night, but this was a nice opportunity for him. Uh he leaves with an injury. Thunder just tough as shit, man. 
tough defensively they're just tough as shit like yeah the past two nights they've played two teams that love to play big and they've said you know what let's put two six six guys as the front court let's go (laughs) j-dub and kenrich but jacob i heard on espn they didn't go trade for a center uh, we have a very important question here. Uh, Camille in the chat says, as a non-American, can somebody explain to him what him means? <laughs> I believe this is, uh, we're calling on the specialty of one Jade Silva here. Um, What's the best way to describe this? It's like the him is like he's the top dog. He is the alpha. He is the, top the omega. He's like the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning like, and the end. He's the, ho- <laughs> he's, he's the Holy Spirit. He's, he's that guy. He's, he's that, that guy. dude. You're that guy, pal. And we say, I think it really kind of started with the Shea, a game winner against the Lakers. Was that at the beginning of last season? I mean, it's crazy to think that last far back season, now. Two seasons ago, something like that. <laughs> uh, he goes, I'm him. It's been pointing. a while. And then kind of became wow. a thing on Instagram with his teammates. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we haven't even talked about Shea yet. I mean, again, another phenomenal game yeah. from him. Thirty-six, seven, is, and eight, two steals, two blocks. Yeah, um, no big deal. Him, totally but pants. Julius Randle. The playmaking play like is really standing out to me right now. Mm-hmm. I believe it was was it the third quarter. You guys might remember better better than I. He has some ridiculous move where he's driving to the rim and somehow does like a wrap like around a Euro whip pass. That yes, was about to be like a scoop, and then he like flicked it the other way. To Wiggins in the corner. Wiggins misses the shot again. He's, that was kind of during the stretch in the third. Where tired legs Shea, were tired. Shea's in. just ascended. Like, yeah. I don't know what else to say. Like, thirteen of twenty-three, two of five from three, eight of nine from the free throw line, seven rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks. A Crazy. almost team high plus twelve in a nine-point win. I I tweeted it out. I I talked on two Knicks pods recently. And I said a lot of borderline, like, asinine things, but really, like, aren't that asinine at all? Okay. One of the things tonight, like, Jalen Brunson is a very good basketball player. The Thunder have guys to throw at Brunson. Becky Hammond was right. You got Dort, you got Dub, you got Kaysen, you've got Wiggins, you've got Shea. The Knicks had nobody. Like... Their best bet was Dante DiVincenzo. My God, that is barbecue chicken. Yeah. Kept in the smoker for five days. It's dried out. It's done. It's cooked. It's over. Like, they had nobody who could check him. They tried Josh Hart. I mean, Josh Hart, with the embodiment of Christ, maybe would have <laughs> held him to 30 instead of 36. The embodiment <laughs> of him. You know, I'm... And you can say the same thing for 95% of the teams in, in the NBA. Shit, I thought one of the guys who could stop Shea was Jaden McDaniels, but he and Rudy Gobert got... I, I can't even think of a good analogy for that as, one. As much as I hate Rudy Gobert... Thank you. Thank Have you, you guys talked about the Minnesota game much? Not, Not yet. yet. I'd like Not to yet. give a shout-out to Minnesota Timberwolves fans who, after that first game in mini had a lot of shit to say in our Twitter mentions about how Rudy outplayed a 21-year-old Chet Holmgren in his 15th NBA game. And I tweeted last night, and I said, where's that energy now, Wolves fans, after Chet Major Depoy 
look like a child. <laughs> a little and boy, like out, a little boy. Shout out to the guy with 80 followers who was a Wolves fan who got very upset with me. I uh, I had to go look. You posted about that in our group chat, and I was like, I got to go look for myself, see what's going on here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It was like peeking over a, a wall into a war. It was happening <laughs> elsewhere. Um, pretty dang unbelievable couple of games. I don't even know exactly what angle I want to take. You mentioned SGA being totally dominant. There's like clearly definable stretches of game now where it's just like it's SGA's game. And that kind of happened in the third quarter here when the Thunder were, uh, I don't know the exact phrase, they're in the shit creek. What's the, without a paddle, <laughs> they're in the shit creek. And he... <laughs> I, I know what you're going for. I, I can't remember it either. He took him out of the shit creek. And he did that with defense. He totally yeah, just ripped the ball from Julius Randle. I don't know. I don't even know if that was his matchup on that given play. Goes coast to coast, scores, gets to the free throw line, just knows how to dig them out of a situation or close a game. They're Eagle. a bunch of two-way guys. Their top yeah. three dudes are just a bunch of two-way guys who are just dogs, just absolute dogs. Rewinding back to the Minnesota game real quick. Upper Creek without a paddle. That's Smoot's got us. Thank you, Smoot. Rewinding back to that Minnesota game. Like, the growth from Chet from game one in Minnesota to game two against Minnesota is absurd. I'm interested to see what the second game against the Knicks looks like. After he got his taste already, he always comes back better. Like, I've wondered, like, is, is it a flash? Is Chet going to come back down to earth? This is just who he is, man. This is just who he is. Tonight, what was his stat line tonight? He was, it was 9 of 14, 22 points, 5 rebounds, and assist, 4 blocks. 4 blocks. And it, you guys mentioned, I think it was Silva who mentioned uh, Shea, kind of what he was doing on the defensive end, kind of sparking, um, kind of helping the Thunder 
get out of that slump there that they had in the third quarter. There was a play that stood out to me the most. This was a, a little ways into the fourth. Chet gets an absurd block on Hardenstein. Shea pulls it out in transition, but instead of attacking the rim like Shea is easily could have done, probably would have gotten two points there. He kind of peeks back. He see Dub. He sees Dub trailing. He kicks it to Dub. Dub nails the three. That was a block second night. That, that oh. was he beat Randall shot off the glass. Oh, it was Randall. Um, they goodness, sorry. What the dog doing? <laughs> Big dog. Chet Big dog. makes. Have you guys noticed that in the second half, in the fourth quarter, when the game's coming down the line, Chet makes some insane defensive plays. He like some insane in. defensive yeah. plays. I feel like we can see the game slowing for him in real time. I really do. Um, some of the things he does offensively, it's like it took a little bit to calibrate tonight defensively. And then once it got there, someone mentioned in the chat, I think it was Smoot. I'm pretty sure all four of his blocks were second half blocks. It's like, he's got to get in. He's got to get a rhythm. He's got to find out how this team plays and how these guys play that he's never seen before. And then once he settles in, it's a wrap. Well, and I will say too, that the rotations in that, that first half, I think Chet only played 10 minutes in the first quarter. Um, or like even midway through the second, there was three minutes, 30 seconds left in the second quarter. I'm wondering why Chet hadn't come back in yet. And I get second, I have a back-to-back. Totally understand that. They're trying, again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I already mentioned that on this podcast. But at the same time, when he's playing at that level, I was a little disappointed. I'm like, we could totally use that, obviously, the, the defense and the rim protection uh, when the Knicks were kind of going a little bit of a run there in the second corner. And I thought the Thunder had a chance to close the door. But then j gets hurt. We see Chet get those minutes in the second half, and he was just phenomenal with them. To your point, Jacob, uh, had a a really nice stretch during the third quarter. He sits for a little bit, and then we already know what he did in the fourth. Just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so I think that was part of it as well. As well. He it, it took him a little bit to get into the flow of the game because I think of the rotations. I think Thunder were being a little cautious with him on the second night of a back-to-back. Definitely and Jay Will be. gets hurt, and we want to win this basketball game, and Chet has a huge impact on the stretch. I was telling my dad... I called my dad after the game tonight. I, you guys maybe have mentioned this. I don't know. You know what stretch I think won the Thunder this game tonight? The three to four minutes to start the fourth quarter where every possession was a J-Dub Chet pick and roll featuring Taj Gibson. Just put him in absolute Thunder hell. <laughs> no, that's unfair to Taj. They shouldn't be asking that of him at that age. He doesn't want to be out here. They just murdered him. Those two guys are finding a chemistry when Shea is off the court. And when you can take Shea off and put Dub on, and the offense doesn't miss a beat, like, it's it's special, man. Like, it is, these three guys are 25, 23, and 22. Like, I was thinking about it. I, I went to the game tonight. I was driving home. That's why I was on the pod late. Like Thunder fans are now talking about like Kevin Durant. Go trade for Kevin Durant. Larry Markinen. Why do you need to trade for anybody? Your team is... Are they second in the West after the win tonight? Or are they still third? They're I haven't looked that up. I believe they're Regardless, second you're, you're the second youngest team in the league. 
you're second or third in the West. You're playing like freaking awesome. You have an identity. Why do you need to make a trade? Why don't you're, you just ride the wave? And that trio three, is better every combined for nine. Every Sorry, week <laughs> that every, every week that trio is clearly getting better. Like J Dub and Chet are rapidly improving. It, the, the the trade ideas don't make sense to me unless it is a peripheral piece. Sixth guy, seventh guy, sixth, seventh, eighth guy. So the big three speaking tonight. Of, yeah, speaking. Sorry, go ahead, Taylor. Uh, just, uh, to both of your guys' points, the big three tonight that we've been talking so much about combined for ninety four points. Uh, Nick actually had the attempts as well. It was on like fifty something att- like just extremely efficient. When your big three scores 94 points together on extremely high efficiency on the second night of a back-to-back, like that cannot be praised enough. I mean, that is a, that's phenomenal. And Jacob, something that we were talking a lot about dub. And one thing that Silva mentioned, it almost feels like dub has almost takes over that Shea role when Shea sits, when you have yeah. a player like that. But I love what you mentioned as well. Style of game. When you stack dub and Chet together there, when Chase sitting, I mean, it just <laughs> opens up even so much more. And so the fact that these, these three can coexist is what's just so impressive. To me. I think I heard you guys. I was trying to listen on my drive home. I think I heard you guys maybe mention this about me. I went to the game with my mother tonight. Every time Dub put the ball on the floor and then pulled up, I looked at her and she caught on. And the second <laughs> half, she was in it too. I said, he went left. <laughs> he went left. The top of the scouting report on that man says, do not let him get left. And he gets there. And if he gets left, you are done. Which is kind of crazy for a righty player. It is. But if he gets to the left hand, you are cooked. Cooked. You are in jail. Um, I want to flip the coin to the other side real quick. Two guys we haven't mentioned that I feel is very important. I'll tell you both the names. You guys can choose who you want to talk about. Case and Wallace, Josh Giddy. Mm. Okay. Let's start Josh, with. Where, where do you want to start, Taylor? I was going to say Kaysen, just because. Yeah. Us three specifically, and even our entire podcast talked about it in our our group chat that we have on Slack. Kaysen's definitely regressed in terms of uh, his offense. But it's not just the three-point shot. We knew that that was going to come back to reality to an extent. And he's going to go on another stretch here in a couple of weeks or a month or whenever it is where he's going to be hitting those shots again. It's not just the three-point shot, though. It seems like that's kind of thrown him off his game. I remember talking earlier in the season on how impressive Kaysen is with his off-ball movement. And I compared it to like a slot wide receiver in football. He's so good at kind of getting to those open pockets where a Josh Giddy, a Shea, a Dub can find him with the ridiculous court vision leading to some easy opportunities for him. It doesn't seem like he's even really doing that right now. And then Jacob was the first to kind of bring this up. He was there, like, like Mitchie was there live. And then Kaysen like immediately had to turn over the next possession after missing a shot. Seems like he's kind of um, scouting reports out a bit. And he's mm-hmm. also, uh, as they're playing better competition, we're going through a tough stretch of, of competition here for the Thunder. And yeah, I think the game's catching up to him and he's a little thrown off his game right now. He's just having a normal rookie lull. And, as, that, as you might and that's totally acceptable. Chet is the exception, folks, he not the rule. Exception. Yes, and Kaysen still played really good defense, I thought, on Jalen Brunson. Like, really good. Yeah, a few miscues defensively um, and some some bad decisions offensively. Taylor, you mentioned the cutting. He had a great cut and got a, a Shea pass right on the basket and hesitated instead of going up. Got completely collapsed on. 
turn the ball over. Um, I see people in the the comments saying like he's a rookie. It happens. Exactly. That I think that's the point we're trying to make is rookies have up and downs. This is the first. This game was like the first big down from Kaysen that I've really felt all season. Um, so I felt like that was kind of a significant point in the game to mention. Um, Kaysen might get more opportunities as we move into January and February when the Thunder play a billion games. We're already seeing it with Vasa, Trey Mann. I'm going to be surprised if you see more guys rotate in. Um, Jacob's cheering for those Pokemon minutes still. Hey, the holy trifecta. Michich, uh, what was Trey it? Oh, uh, Trey Mann. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet Kaysen's averages are still pretty dang good. I haven't seen them after tonight, but I bet they're still the, Their good, shooting has come down significantly from three. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's something like sub 20% over his past, like, seven or eight. Um, yeah. Not shooting nearly as well. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's fine. It does. I also totally. think they're at the same amount of games right now that he played in college. Crazy. That's so that, that it's a long season. Josh Giddy. If he rolled he rolled the ankle against the Lakers. No. The Clippers? Clippers. The yeah. Clippers. Yeah. Yep. That was the game that us we were at. We were all yeah. at. Yeah. That he was having an incredible game and in before he rolled it. Missed the Lakers game. And has come back a new man. I thought he'd be out for longer than that, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I thought he was going to be out 10 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has come back reborn from the ashes. (laughs) He's not taking nearly as many shots. As far as offensive decision-making and, like, shot selection, I thought tonight was great. Whenever he got the ball in transition or in isolation against Brunson, he just bullied and went to the rim. When he had a speed advantage, he would get by somebody and go to the rim. Besides that, he's involved in screening actions. He's connecting one side of the court to the other. Not forcing nearly as much. Had like six rebounds tonight. Had like five assists in the first 10 minutes of the game last night. I think Josh is starting to find his role with this new team, with Chet, where he is not the main focal guy. And he's really starting to fit in. He and Lou Dort are finding their role as role players. And it's working out really, really well. Now, that's a two-game sample since he's come back from the ankle. And he's taken like a reduced role. He was on a nice stretch of like being more efficient and, and playing better. All the way back to that Kings game. What was that? Two weeks ago now? Yeah, and then that th- ankle injury happens. I was just devastated because yeah, I'm thinking cause, like... Yeah, because you felt like he was, he was he's finally corner. getting it. I think he's getting there. Mm-hmm. And when you have that big three, and then you can have Dort and Josh fit into these these roles as role players, I, the team is figuring itself out, which they need to. They're young. They haven't played very many games together. They're figuring each other out. And I think Josh is really starting to find his place, which is a really good thing for this team. Yeah, it feels like they have told Josh, hey, man, let's let's work on the foundational stuff about your game. Let's go back to basics and do the simplest things that you know you've always been good at and that you will continue to be good at, which is rebounding, making quick decisions, you know, racking up those easy assists, um, hitting the outlet passes up ahead, scoring on smaller guys you know you can score on. And he has slowly managed to rack up consecutive games like that 
really curious to see what he looks like against Denver, who is another larger team, and he can't just bully someone like a Brunson or, or a quickly like he could have in this game. But yeah, no, I think you're totally right. He's accepted this smaller role. You know, none of us are out here saying that he's going to be an all-star or something like those conversations have definitely shifted after this season and it's been fine. And he's, he's finding his new way on this new iteration, new and highly successful iteration of this Thunder team. And um, I, I liked what he contributed, even if the box score doesn't look great, you know, seven, six and two. Here's another thought on Josh and this new role. You mentioned the all-star stuff. I was the one tooting that horn preseason. I'll eat my crow on that. Totally. Like I, I, I get it. Lots of people say, uh, I, I've experienced this talking to Nick's folks this week who wanted me on their podcast. <laughs> Saw a lot of comments. That, that low-key uh, flex was, <laughs> I love it. Humble you know, brag. Uh, shout out to, to both of the pods. Who well, had me on. They're, they're great, awesome. Great folks. Blue Wire um, family. And the comments of those videos, people saying stuff like, new CBA will prevent the Thunder from keeping this team together. Opposite. Not true. New CBA helps the Thunder keep this team together. Damn you, Bill Simmons. Except you can't have a ton of guys on the max. And that's another thing with this Giddy development. You don't have to worry. Like, Giddy's not getting a max. Right. No. That's spot on. Like, with the rising cap and the new TV deal, what if Giddy got, like, four 100? I think that's very fair for both sides, including Josh. And then yeah. you have the money, not have the money, you have the ability under the rules to max Dub and Chet whenever that comes up, um, not this coming summer, but the following summer. And you just, there's no discussion there. It's Here's the contract. It is a max contract. Please sign it. And then those are your three guys. You've got Josh on what would, I think, become a team-friendly deal. You have... And tradable contract, not Dort, to be the yeah, getting Dort hater. On a but... deal. Like you'd have that. That's another benefit of this, I think, for sure. I agree, and that is interesting that you had those uh, those comments from uh, bigger market fans. You know that you you noticed, Jacob. I think that's a really good point. I think the biggest thing that stood out to me from Giddy, like, and, and I know we need to move on from Giddy, but just like you guys mentioned, even prior to his ankle turn, is decisiveness. Early on in the season, he was just struggling so much. It, it just was very robotic. I wasn't sure again, A, where he fit. B, I need to be more aggressive and try and score. He's not playmaking creative for others like he's so great at. And what we've seen over here over the past week, two weeks, and really here over the past couple of games, it's just the decisiveness uh, has been so much better. Now, there's still been some lapses I've been disappointed in. Uh, maybe some pretty poor defense rotations or for example last night uh, nick was lighting me up on the the uncontested twitter account because i tweeted one bad thing about giddy because he gets the ball in front of our rim uh, after i think he got the rebound or somebody got the rebound kicks it out to him he gets stripped by a minnesota defender i think it was mcdaniels of course and uh just was awful at least to no pun intended and, and uncontested layup <laughs> for the the timberwolves there's still some lapses like that from giddy but to your guys' point, it seems like he is setting, settling into a new role. And just that decisiveness is, is what's really stood out to me here over the past couple of weeks. Maybe we need to shift the uh, the Poku Nectar conversation. That bit kind of dead in the water. Maybe that needs to shift over to Josh. 
Maybe I'd like to see some like Josh Giddy flash to the high post. Like we've seen them uh, you yeah. do that with Chet. It's been awesome. I'd like to see him, a little bit of that. Help them race down the zone yesterday against exactly. the Timberwolves. Silva, you want to take some of these comments and questions in the chat before we leave? Yeah. I know a bit of a shorter show tonight because it started late. Uh, let's go through. You guys, if you guys see any, feel free to just pop them up. I'm starting at the top. And going down. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Matt agrees with me on the, uh, on the trade. He said, imagine thinking the Thunder need a trade for somebody in order to win a championship this year. Don't think they're getting a title. No. But I've I... seen a lot of... Go ahead. I've seen a lot of like really smart people saying this is clearly the trade deadline that the Thunder need to capitalize on. It's, it's like, time to push the chips to the middle of the table. It's like, yeah, wh- why? 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 Um, I've talked to some folks recently who covered the team, or not covered the team, covered the league nationally, who say like, there's no reason the Thunder can't win one playoff series and maybe even be in the Western Conference Finals this year if the matchups break right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's insane. You look at the past two games. We're talking about these, these, uh, really the big three. Like, I think the last thing you want to do is go and trade for somebody who's going to take a lot of those shot attempts and really the experience away from these guys. These guys haven't even played in a playoff series together. I want J-Dub to get those reps. I want Chet to get those reps. Obviously, Shea's going to do Shea things. But I don't want somebody to take away from that. Now, I do understand, and I think that's why we've seen more rumors than in the past however many seasons of, you know, Presley being a little more aggressive in the trade market this season for somebody a little more peripheral, uh, trying to get somebody like as a depth piece to help them come playoff time and, and down the stretch of the season. But to trade for a Laurie Markinen or Donovan Mitchell or whatever the big name is on the trade market just doesn't make sense when you have your big three who are all under the age of 25 combining for 94 points on the second night of a back-to-back. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, we have a uh, shout out to Mark, who we didn't really talk about, but uh, 
damn good basketball coach, fellas. I mean, just destroying those challenges, uh, the efficiency there. Like Isaiah Joe awesome. from three. Yeah. He's awesome. But the rotations too. So, and I talked a little bit about that before you jumped on, Jacob. Um, going back to that small ball with Kenrich here over the past couple of games has been huge. And then tightening the lineups there in the second half. I, I fully expected to see like Michic or Bertans or somebody like that in the second half. That wasn't the case. Uh, Matt responded and said he was maybe 80% too excited when he dropped that comment. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> um, Carrie brings up a good point. The guy who shot the half-court shot got a pigeon, which is like a wedgie, but up above the backboard. And then so a Knicks Lidort. player came over there with the ball, with another ball, and tried to throw it up and hit that ball out and got the second ball stuck. <laughs> so he had two balls stuck up there. And then like five minutes later, somebody else got the ball stuck up there, which um, just incredible. Just incredible. <laughs> Lots of people in the chat talking about trades again. You know what trade I want them to make, guys? Any idea? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what other trade I want them to make? Beef trade, trade up <laughs> in this year's draft and get J-Dub's brother. I've been on this kick for two years now. If they end up with Cody, I swear to God, I might ask to be adopted by the Williams family. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> It'd be, would be, it would awesome. be wild. Uh, would Cody's be awesome. been really good for Colorado. Also, Nick and I have been talking. Jacob, if you want to jump in with us, uh, I think we're going to start just a little bit of maybe like start dropping some uh, an occasional bonus pod, a bonus draft pod like we did last year. It's about that time. And Cody Williams will obviously be a topic. So, Smoot says, Cody or Alex Sar? You don't have to oh, pick. Alex. Trade for both. Yeah, that's right. This is true. Well, I would probably, both. I know very little. Uh, Compared to even, I know very little about this draft, but Alex Sars does seem to fit like a need. Kind of. More. Is it a need? I mean, they I, just maybe not. Six, six Kenrich Williams against Carl Anthony Towns and beat him by 25. A need or a luxury. That's what Fred Katz yeah. tweeted out. A former Thunder beat writer now is the athletic beat writer for the Knicks. And not only is this Thunder team really good, but they, it's something along the lines of, they uh, also they, own your they favorite own team's your favorite, first round pick. Yeah, they own your favorite team's first round pick. <laughs> Let's leave on this. I, I pitched this idea to Silva the other day. Let's do two rounds of this. Meek says, are you starting to feel more confident about our ability to win a seven-game playoff series? Let's start with JD is first pick. I'm second pick. Taylor is third, and we'll snake it. So Taylor is fourth. I'm fifth. JD is sixth. I want to draft Western Conference teams who are in the playoff discussion who you feel most confident with the Thunder winning the series. Like, Ooh. if you had to make a list, top is who I want to play in the playoffs, bottom is who I don't want to play in the playoffs. Let's draft our ideal Thunder opponents for them to win a first-round series. You can't put the 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 Spurs in there. You can't put <laughs> Utah in there. Yeah, You have to put in teams that will, like, be in the playoff for the play-in. Silva, you got first pick. Okay. Um, how about oh boy. Hi. Yeah. Okay, this now that I'm actually looking at these teams, um, it is tough. It is very tough. I kind of want to say Dallas. Okay. Is that insane? No. I would not I don't think I would have gone that, but yeah. I get it. I really get it. It's just like they've been so good. 
I know. I just, just trust like this, Mark. Tough. I trust Mark. Their whole everything is Luca, and I just trust Mark yeah. could game plan against that well. Well, like I, I go through be. this entire list of the Western Conference teams, and I kind of feel the same way. Like they can match up, and they can win a seven game series. Yeah, I still don't. Just based off how they started the season, I'm not sure that'd be my first. Pick. I know. But I get I, it. You're I going get it. Dallas number one. I will take. Hmm. I know it's tough. <laughs> actually, looking at it, it's really tough. Can I? I let me check on the rules. Can I only take teams that are in the top ten right now? Mm. That's a good. See, question. I was looking at um, down to eleven. Okay, if I can go to eleven, I'm taking Golden State. Yeah, that's a good. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm taking Golden yeah. State. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, this is where it gets difficult because to your point, Silva, like. Like I said, I look at all these these teams in the Western Conference one through ten, and like just a bunch of veteran old it playoff, have, right? Yeah, right. I'm, I, I I would like our chances in a seven game series, but if I had to pick one here, probably it, this one would kill me because of just how invested I would be in personally. But the Houston Rockets in a seven game series without that depth, uh, I I think the Thunder would would be able to pull off a win in a series. Uh, Fairly totally handy. agree in that one. I would Houston would be my next pick. Taylor, you got the next one as well. Oh yeah, snake draft. Snake draft. Uh, <laughs> so, man, it's it's hard to say the Pelicans when you have somebody like Zion who can just you know be an absolute bruiser. But at the same time, I don't trust that team in a seven game series, nor do I trust their depth at all. So I think the next one I'm going with it's just a spot above the Houston Rockets in the current standings. I'm going with the Pelicans. That's fair. I, I will take the Los Angeles Lakers. I thought awesome. about that one too. LeBron scares the hell out of me, even though he's. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I go damn. back? Can I go back? Can I go back? Yeah, yeah. I don't want the Lakers. I meant to say the Suns. Oh yeah. I don't I like blame that. you for that at all. Less depth. No depth. No Same depth team at all. Less depth. <laughs> Super injury prone. Um, I damn near picked them first. I, I would definitely go there. Yeah. So if you got the last one. So it's Lakers, it's, Clippers, it's, Kings. It's it's gonna be one of those probably. Lakers, Clippers, Kings. I I kind of want to go Lakers. Okay, I I agree. The AD factor doesn't scare you. Not real, not really, not in a seven game series. I don't. If AD's doing that every game, like you kind of let him have that, and right, you you lock down everything else, mainly LeBron, and you make the the Lakers shooters beat you, which. I'm not sure they're able to do. I don't know. I don't like the other, like the Kings. They have a lot more. Uh, we always, it seems like the Thunder play poorly against the Kings for whatever reason. And they have a lot of uh, wing shooters. They have Sabonis who gives Chet a hard time, gives a lot of opposing things a hard time. It's just very like bruising in a non-traditional way. And then the Clippers, I'd rather not play against Paul George, Kawhi, and James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Like I just agree. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I agree. That's a fun, uh, Fun little exercise. We'll see how we Very. feel about that. Like when we get closer to playoff time. I was hoping yeah, guys, all star time, any fun to revisit. Memphis has one four straight. But they don't count. They got they don't so count. they got so much of a hill to climb. I know. Um, I was telling my mom tonight, we're gonna be watching basketball when it's warm outside. That actually matters in OKC this year. I cannot wait. Maybe we'll have some another awesome day. content. We just voted to fund a $1 billion arena. Stop making the halftime show, old woman Zumba. 
Cut that shit out. If we can fund a billion-dollar arena, get me some jackass. Get the guy off the corner down there at Reno. Doing the drums. on his little drums. Yes. That's more entertaining than watching Taylor's grandma dance to Zumba on the Thunder logo at midcourt. What are we doing? You know what that makes me think of? Like, I just imagine. I, I know this wasn't the music in the background, but I think of, like, Madagascar. Oh I my like God. to move it, move it. And it's yeah. just that, that the whole entire halftime show. <laughs> are you <laughs> They played that. They played Snap Your Fingers. I don't they, franchise did not, boys. they did not play Lean with it rock with it. Oh, More Snap Your Fingers is a little jarring. They did not play a song from the past decade. <laughs> Lord, I know that it can get cold, okay, but I'm the coldest. People would rather see that than the Zumba woman. In that halftime half performance, Game Six, Second Round, Western Conference Playoffs, J1K, J1K. That would be more entertaining. I swear to God, if anybody paid the Zumba folks to come hey, out there, shout out Scooby Silva. Scooby shout was Scooby. awesome. Hell yeah! Yeah, we we had a good one last week. Us three. Yeah, Scooby was cool. Shit, just get a normal dog out there to walk around a bit. Well, My God. I Doggy daycare at halftime. I'm in. I would have rather watch the Paul George Team USA scrimmage on loop. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> We're getting out of here after that one. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> our comments are, Mercy that was a go to Jacob Ranch. We need more of that. We do. We need more of that. Uh, wow, uh, what a couple of shit. games. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Make halftime great again. Oh my god. Uh, great couple of the games. Another one against Denver here in a couple of days. Couple of days. Right. For, yeah, we got 17 games in, in January. Five Hope you guys like the Uncontested Podcast because we're going to be around a bit next month. Yeah, join us for those shows. Join us after the Nuggets game. Join us on Sunday. Join us in the comments while we're live. Join us on your podcast feed of choice afterwards when we upload this bad boy. Uh, until then, adios and thunder. Of... Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.